Week three was a tough one for the Buccaneers, but it's already time to turn the page to a big divisional matchup against the New Orleans Saints. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at jarko underscore bucks. He is Evan Klosky at WTSP. We cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for I cover them for SB Nations, BucksNation.com. He covers them for 10 Tampa Bay and 10TampaBay.com. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our continued appreciation for your support of the show. Evan, it was a rough night against the Eagles. Not great. Not great, boss. The they yeah. basically got beat in every facet of the game. They got beat on offense. They got beat on defense. They got beat in special teams, but it was by a much, much better football team. What was your biggest takeaway from all that transpired Monday night? I mean, let me just, let me just say these stats for a second, right? The Eagles had the ball for nearly 39 minutes of the game compared to 21 for the Buccaneers. The Eagles had 27 first downs compared to 12 for Tampa Bay. The Eagles were 10 of 16 on third down, Tampa Bay 5 of 10. It's actually not that bad. Total net yards, 472 for the Eagles, 174 for the Buccaneers. The Eagles ran more than 30 plays than the Buccaneers. Buccaneers 44, Philly 78. Uh, The rushing yards, 201 for Philly, 41 for the Buccaneers. Uh, and, and honestly, there weren't that many penalties and both teams, uh, broke even on turnovers going two and two. Uh, so that's what the paper tells us. Right. And, uh, and, and that's kind of the feeling of the game. I will say at halftime, it was a 13, three contest. I believe the Buccaneers only had 87 yards of total offense. So I, I do want to give the defense a little bit of its flowers, uh, considering they got way more injured there in the second half, Jamel Dean leaving this contest. I'm sure we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. But the, the defense held its water for a while, and the offense just had a had a really bad game. I mean, we can we can talk about Rashad White uh, uh, kind of taking a step back. We thought he might have figured something out against the Bears. Uh, just a really bad night for him in, in a game where he had like 91% snap share. Uh, they really let him tote the rock a bunch, and, and he did nothing with it. Uh, of course, his offensive line got manhandled in the trenches. We we anticipated that. We anticipated the Eagles' defensive line to manhandle the offensive line and vice versa. You know, uh, the, the Buccaneers couldn't win uh, really many one-on-one matchups in the trenches, defensively speaking. Greg Gaines probably flashed the most, but even so, um, I mean, the, the Eagles' offensive line didn't break much of a sweat 
especially considering how much they bullied them in the, the rushing attack, which Todd Bowles said uh, he was actually a little bit more pleased watching the, the game tape than what it felt like. He said things are correctable. There were a couple of misfits. Um, it was very obvious that Devin White was not 100%. Uh, yeah. as judging by his interception return and, and, and really not turning on the Jets there. Um, and uh, Mike Evans probably played the, the, the worst game uh, we'll see from him this season. Reminds me of the Carolina Panthers game last year when it, it felt like he was a big reason why this team kind of set the tone of stinking. And this year, more than more than many other years, you have a lot of players making a lot of money, guys like Jamel Dean, guys like Mike Evans, guys like Carlton Davis. A lot of them didn't show up last night, either due to injury, uh, due, due to partial injury, uh, or just performance. You know, Devin White, too, is in that category. They, You have to bring it every night. You guys are getting paid. There isn't much salary cap room to bring in help. They need you. And, and Mike Evans dropping that, that crucial third down pass. I don't I understand it wasn't a great throw from Baker, but Mike Evans, if he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, he's a guy that catches that. Right. And we believe he is. Uh, it was a tough grab in the end zone to make that touchdown happen. But even Mike Evans said, I got to get that. He had another drop in the in the second half as well. When the rain started coming down, went right through his fingers and then he made the best grab we're going to see a highlight reel grab one of his yeah. top 10 ever um because you know of course he did uh, and then ended up scoring a touchdown anyway which we can attribute a little bit to garbage time but um just so, it was it was it was a combination of facing a team that personnel wise is way better than you on paper and just uh you you not bring in your A effort, your B effort, or your C effort. So it was really uh, the Eagles enforcing their will, but also kind of the Bucks folding in, in in the big stage. So does that mean you you compared Mike's performance to the Panthers game last year? And then after the game last night, you talked to Devin White, and he said that you know the Bucks are going to see the Eagles again. Does that mean that Mike Evans – in the second chance against the Eagles is going to go for two Oh seven and three. Is, is that, can we, can we Sharpie that in as a Klosky yeah. prediction? Yeah. Let's uh, let's put that one in very light pencil. I'd rather Sharpie it. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. There were, there were a multitude of factors that went into the outcome of, of last night. And, and you're right. Injury does play into it. A 100% Devin white, does not run out of bounds and and pass on the opportunity to absolutely just declete Jalen Hurts on his way to the end zone. Um, you know, in another game against the Eagles, you may not see the Bucks have to go from Jamel Dean to D Delaney to Derek Pitts all in, in the span of one game. You may not see Vita Vea having to deal with a pec injury. You know, there's a there's a lot of different things that you know, could have changed the outcome. Would the Bucs have still lost if Devin White was 100%, Carlton Davis was 100%, Jamel Dean didn't leave the field? Yeah, maybe, probably, but it would have been a lot more like what you had predicted, what I had predicted. David, I think he predicted a, a, a three-point Eagles win. I predicted a touchdown margin. You know, it would have been much more competitive, much closer, and instead, you know, extenuating circumstances 
on top of a team that is far more talented overall. I don't I don't think there's any Bucks fans that can deny that. We had the outcome that we had. Yeah. And I know fans are going to complain about like the tush push stuff, but you know, Todd Bowles and company take fault with that. Don't let them in a third and short, fourth and short situation. And if you're not getting gashed in the rushing attack, you would have been just fine. But you know, the tush push is a byproduct of letting them get into that position. So, and they stopped them once, I believe on it, but they did. You're not stopping it twice in a row. Here, uh, here's so. my issue with the tush push. I, I don't want it banned or outlawed like some people do. Let them run the play. My issue is that the officials let it go on too long. When Jalen Hurts' initial forward progress is stopped like it was on a couple of tries on Monday night against the Buccaneers, they don't blow it dead. They continue to let the guys behind him push him two, three, four more times before they finally blow it dead. As soon as that initial motion is stopped, blow it dead. It's going to really put an end to a lot of that because they're basically getting three or four opportunities on one play to gain a yard. So, of course, it's undefeated. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The, the, the tush push is going to be here until someone gets seriously injured. So, yeah, um, it's, a, it's a very physical play. And, um, you know, while it's working, make it happen. I, I am very curious that one day is someone going to get serious hurt by that play. And once it happens, it's going to be the last time you see it, at least from whatever team is using it. So, uh, it, you know, whatever. I, I think in, in a lot of regards, you got to throw out the tape. Um, yeah, it, it would have taken a perfect effort from the Buccaneers, you know, right? You got the two turnovers. You would have needed to have no turnovers. You needed to execute on all the plays, that you, you know, the, the drop passes, um, you know, it, just what we saw sort of there in Minnesota. And I know Minnesota and the Bears right now, neither one of them has a win. So we, we still right. are trying to figure out what the what the Buccaneers are. But at least in Minnesota, things weren't great. But the defense held up and you weren't making mistakes and you were keeping possession and you were moving the ball, even in situations where you weren't scoring points uh, after you got out of that that first half lull uh, that, you know, the first handful of drives there. But uh, we're now back to what I said in the preseason, which is, this team is very good, and on paper, uh, it's hard for me to imagine they're going to suck. And and I still have a tough time believing they're going to suck. But when injuries happen, problems will begin. Well, the Buccaneers are still in the same spot that they were headed into Week 3, and that is tied for first in the NFC South. We turn the page to the game against those New Orleans Saints. That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we are going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley has the classic rebound and revenge opportunity in London in the week four Sunday matchup against his former team, the Atlanta Falcons. Ridley has been very quiet with Jacksonville's passing game slumping the past two weeks, but he will return more to his stellar week one debut form 
for his new team. The Jaguars will do a better job of scheming him open across the pond and making his massive target volume for Trevor Lawrence count big time again. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you again for making Locked On a Box your first listener view every single day. Every dayers, be sure to come back tomorrow as I will be joined by everyone's favorite rival host, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. We are going to dive into the matchup between the Bucks and the Saints as Jameis Winston looks to get a win against his former team. But, Evan, the Buccaneers lost in the trenches on Monday night. They were down to beer vendors as cornerbacks. The running game was non-existent, to say the least. They were allowing 50-plus yard punt returns on the offensive side of the ball for the Buccaneers. What can they take away from that loss to the Eagles and use it to get an advantage against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday? I don't know about getting an advantage, but first off, um, execute as cliche as that is, right? When the when your number is called, show up. Uh, and that means for Evans, catch the ball. Rashad White, like you have to hit your holes. I think, I think we got to go back to basics with Rashad White. Um, and, and I remember having this conversation with you, James, right? Like I love Rashad White long-term, but there was no evidence to prove that he's an RB1 and he's going through some learning curves right now. I think mm -hmm. we got to go back to the foundational stuff. Hey, Rashad, when you see a hole, hit it. I want you just to go and attack that hole. And you might get one yard, zero yards, two yards. I do not care. But let me tell you this. You being a, a jitterbug, that's not, that's not going to work either. And I think that Rashad mentioned this and also Todd mentioned this after the game. Just trying to make a play. Just trying to do too much. That's exactly what happened also on the Jalen Carter fumble. Uh, you know, he kind of did this little spin move, and there was Carter just to pop it out. And that spin move would have resulted in what? Another one, two yards? Know your situation. Know what you're working with here. And I think it's just another kind of like Rashad had that, that bad game in Minnesota, then he came back. Uh, did a really good job against Chicago, and then it was the big stage, and I, I felt like he went right back into some bad habits. Um, he's still kind of learning the zone blocking scheme and, and, and which holes to attack. I just don't know how much of a feel he has for running right now in this system. So I think you got to simplify it even more. Here's the whole attack it, done and done. Um, and, and I think with Canales – you know, it was really the first time that he was figured out a bit. Um, you know, I, I think 
Part of those numbers, again, have to deal with some some bad throws, bad drops, bad O-line play in the rushing game. But uh, another part of that was not quite having the quick enough answers. So I'm very intrigued to see what he's going to say on Thursday um, about his performance. But, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I, I think the offense just needs to regroup, collect itself, and challenge themselves to be better because the Saints, uh, I know they got over the hump last year, the Buccaneers going to New Orleans and winning that game, but they are a team that they always have a tough time with. And yeah. it was ridiculous that they they won that, that Monday night football game against them last year as well. Probably didn't deserve that, but – uh, Tom Brady can do some things. And, you know, at least it uh, looks like the Buccaneers will play Derek Carr, uh, will play James Winston again, uh, somebody that they they turned over five times last year. Or yeah, I think I think he had four interceptions. They had a fumble somewhere else. But it was five total turnovers. So, um, yeah, yeah, sometimes sometimes you're on grandiose takeaways. Sometimes it's like you see this effort, we got to be better, uh, you know, Hey, Mike, make that catch. Hey, Rashad, hit that hole. Okay, let's get back to it. Yeah, I mean, going up against Jameis should help the NFL's second-best turnover differential. But let's talk about the side of the football that would be getting those takeaways and those turnovers. They were they were gashed in the run game. They were beaten like a drum by yet another number one receiver. I talked about it on, on the Blitz. It was a big concern of mine. It's still a concern. Uh, heading into this game, going up against Chris Olave. Uh, they couldn't seem to get Jalen Hurts down, even when he was swarmed by defenders. So what lesson can the defensive side of the ball take away now and apply it to the Saints game to try and, and give the Bucs a little bit of an advantage? Yeah, make your tackles. I think that's the number one thing that, that Bowles said as well. Wrap up. That goes for the special teams too. So, again, it's just simple execution stuff. Um I definitely think that Todd was also figured out big time, especially in the, the the rushing game. I don't know if that was a byproduct of Devin being hurt and some of those misfits. Yeah. But maybe a little. The 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 big and uglies up front, they need they need help. And that's gonna compromise you on the back end. So I mean you're going to have to allow Jameis Winston to to test you. And that means Chris Olave taking a couple of deep shots. But, I, you know, I don't know. The, the biggest takeaway I would tell the defense is it was a 13-point, you know, they scored 13 points in that first half. Um, only You know, you only gave up 22. Uh, you only gave up 25. In the, you know, 12. Uh, you gave up 13 and 12. So not the worst effort in what was – terrible game i i just i just don't know what you can really bring over considering the injury issues that spelled this team considering the statistics like the best part about this tape is that you're gonna learn a lot from it there's a lot to fix so but but there's nothing that I don't know how much good is to be extracted. There are some good plays which you can circle and say, hey, it wasn't that bad. But 
it, it just you you got to essentially run back the tape of what you did the first couple of weeks and just remind them this is what happens when you do your job this is what happens when you wrap up what happens when you execute and um you know you got to tighten the screws guys tight tighten the screws on on third down you got to tighten the screws on getting to the quarterback and, and figuring out how to get pressure and um you cannot allow, as Bull said, these five-yard hitches, these little slants, to go from th- you know five yards to twenty-five yards. That just that, that cannot happen. So, make them earn it. If they're going to go down the field on you, make them earn it. Don't make it easy on them. Real quick, week one, Jefferson, one hundred fifty yards. Week two, DJ Moore over hundred yards. Week three, AJ Brown over one hundred and forty yards. Chris Olave over under 99 and a half yards on Sunday over. I, I mean, I got to go over right now. If there's no Davis, there's no Dean and you get, you know, you got a gunslinger there and Jameis Winston, uh, he's going to eat. He is. Uh, I, I don't know how you prevent that, you know, like Antoine it's, Winfield Jr. Is, and we'll get to him. He's going to have to do so much in this game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one, but the weekly predictions are here. Evan Koloski is going to pull out that crystal ball and tell everyone how the game is going to shake out on Sunday. Who's going to be his player of the game? Who wins the game? That is coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Bucks. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, just like this, Jace case in hand. And Jace Medical is really simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky, bringing the heat, bringing the fire, bringing the predictions, telling you all about the future. And let's start with that bold prediction this week against the New Orleans Saints, Evan. Here's my bold prediction. Mike Evans, more than 100 yards. Oh, snap. He's going to be the first on Lattimore. And if you think like, oh, man, it's Mike Evans, that's not a bold prediction. Well, since 2017, Mike Evans has only had one game where he's had more than 100 yards against the Saints. I believe that was the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick the, the week one shootout, uh, the, the 48 to 40 game. Beyond that, let's go through all the games. Now, there are a couple that Lattimore was out for. There, there was one that uh, there was an ejection. He, there was he one was that not out for that 100 yard performance because that's that's one of uh, uh, shout out to my buddy Christian. That's one of his favorite pictures to post on Twitter, and he'll always caption it with want to see a dead body. And it's Mike Evans catching a uh, a football to win for a touchdown with Marshawn Lattimore face down yeah. on the turf. It's a beautiful thing. So here you go. From since 2017, um, 
13 yards, 55 yards, 147 yards, 86, 0, 69, 2, 64, 3, 48, 14, 61, 59. That's an average of 48 yards per game. That's an average of three receptions per game, which I didn't go through. Uh, and, and Marshawn Lattimore has shadowed him 10 times. Um, once Evans left early, once both fight. were ejected last year, uh, Evans went three for 61 and I believe like three quarters. But in some of these shadow, I mean, in the shadow games, you know, uh, after his first two seasons in a league, you know, I think the best game that Mike has had is four for 64. So 100 yards. For Mike Evans, I think Canales figures it out for him. And a touchdown? Or are we going to give him a touchdown too? Yeah, and a touchdown. Keep the streak going. Four in a row. Love to hear that. All right. Uh, who is going to be your player of the game? I realize your bold prediction just gave Mike Evans quite the nice stat line, but I would I would assume that your player of the game might be somebody different. Antoine Winfield Jr. He is going to have to be the everyman out yep. there. I don't know what his stat line is going to look like. My guess is Todd Bowles is going to be uber creative with him. This man, I mean, I know they want to keep him in that role of of the safety. I feel like they're going to break that fourth wall and say, we need you for this game. We'll, we'll go back to what we want to do in week six after the bye, but I need you to dance. So Antoine Winfield Jr., he is going to play uh, – all pro caliber ball on Sunday as he typically does. And, he does. and they're, they're definitely going to need him. You're hundred percent, right? Hopefully, you know, Jamel Dean is able to play. Hopefully Carlton Davis, like you mentioned earlier, he was this close to playing uh, against the Eagles. Hopefully he's good to go against the new Orleans saints. Either way, whether those guys are in or out, Antoine Winfield jr. Is going to have to have a big role for this football team, both in the past game and in the run game, oh, and coming on those blitzes that Todd Bowles loves to send him on. So it's a big divisional game. It's far more important than the Eagles game. Yes, I understand that the Eagles are also in the NFC, but the divisional games come first, and the Buccaneers have an opportunity now to basically take sole possession of first place in the division uh, I guess technically they'd still be tied with the Falcons if the Falcons beat the Jags. It's neither here nor there. The Bucs would be 1-0 in the division, 3-1, and heading into the bye week, going up against Jameis Winston. It's a bitter rivalry as much as the Saints fans don't want to admit it. How do you see this game shaking out, Evan? Who comes out on top? Um, Don't, don't you dare say it. I'm don't going Saints. Don't you dare say it. Injury report can change my mind later in the week, so I'm going to add that asterisk. But as of right now, I'm going 2017 Saints. Um, Hard-fought battle. Going going back a handful of years, you want to know how many first halves uh, or, or how many points the, the Bucs have scored in first halves? Let me let me give that to you very, very quickly here. 3-3-0-7-13, that was the playoff win. 7 and then it is like 10, 14, 31, 13, 3, 7, 13. But uh, it just, I'm expecting a low scoring, grinding type of game as we've seen with this offense until um, they can kind of get brewing quickly here. Uh, I just think that this is, this is trouble written all over it, mostly because of injuries. 
and their history against the Saints is just not favorable. So, um, yeah, maybe the injury report changes my mind, but my my gut is just going to be just that defense is going to be a little too stingy for the Buccaneers offense. And unless they create a multitude of turnovers defensively, which I don't know if they're going to have the horses to do that, no pun intended for Devin White, then I just I just don't know. Even with Jameis Winston at quarterback, remember Alvin Kamara does return for the team this week. I just don't know if they got enough juice entering this game. Fully healthy, I'm picking the box. But where they are right now without an injury report in my hand, 2017 Saints. All right. Well, we are going to keep an eye on that injury report and come the final preview episode when David and I go live on this YouTube channel on Friday. I'm going to hit you up one more time after the final injury report to give you an opportunity to to change your mind. And I'll, I'll let all of our every livers know during that show. Otherwise, fair, fair. Um, if the Bucks win, I reserve the right to ridicule you mercilessly for picking the Saints because how dare you, sir? Uh, it's the Saints and just gross. Hey, if, if there's one thing I am, I'm objective. Okay? I'm a, I'm yeah. a journalist. <laughs> I picked the Eagles to win last week. Don't get me that. I know. It's one of, it's one of the, the maybe the three times you pick them to lose all year. <laughs> now there will be more than that. I Preseason, I picked them to split with the Saints. I... Jameis being I, in is, is what has me questioning. I originally picked the Bucks to lose in New Orleans. Jameis being in is making me reevaluate, but I'm with you. Lots of questions about the injury front. I, I do want to see that that injury report. To me, but, to me, in my opinion, get healthy, go into week six, and I love this team. I, when healthy, I'm riding for this team. But when we dig into depth, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just there's not much behind. There's not, and it's because of the salary cap issue. They don't have enough to bring in. So, um, and you know, one of these later podcasts, we'll talk about how the Dave Canales doesn't really have the personnel he wants either. The, the tight end situation, outside of Kate Otten, who I really like, um, you know, Coquifed, uh, David Wells, it's just it ain't gonna do it. Going in thirteen personnel is like an L out of the gate. Like I know you want to do it and you want to be persistent, but. I mean, you're just you're just making it too easy on the other team. So, yeah, goodness gracious, make make Payne Durham a game day active. Let's, I mean, give him the a fact shot. That the fact that he's not, I think, is telling. So, well, I I have the feeling that coming up on tomorrow's crossover Thursday episode, Ross Jackson is going to goat me into picking the Bucks to win, regardless of what the injury is. Uh, I, I there could be a report that. Devin White had his leg amputated in the morning, and I'll still pick the Bucks to win because Ross Jackson is going to goat me into it, and I'm here for it. And if you guys want to hear an electric crossover Thursday episode, make sure that you are coming back tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you are checking out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Join the both of us on the Blitz on Sunday mornings pregame before the show. And of course, follow on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 